Meclis'ta. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin ve salatu ve selamu ala abdillahi ve rasulih. Nebiyyina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. So today is a little bit different. First of all we have a lot of kids in the room today. That's the first thing that's different. Jazakumullah khairan all of you to come for coming. We really appreciate it. And today is a little bit different because we're going to trial something. Now, I've never ever done this before, so I have absolutely no idea if it's going to work or not. But we are going to try. We're going to try if it does work to uh, allow people to participate from home with uh, Kahoot. So now he's we're going to try. I'm going to try to enable it right now. I'm going to go to classic okay how do I switch them we don't want we don't want that music okay no it's still got playing music okay how do I stop it playing music Hmm. Okay, so the plan is to try using Kahoot. So if anyone is watching at home and they want to join the class along with us, can you put the pin on the screen for me? Just put a text label on the screen for me, please. I think you need to use the app and yeah, text label. Yeah, just put Kahoot, K-A-H-O-O-T. And the pin is 164. One six four seven three seven two. Let me see why it's not, it doesn't do it. Okay. Okay, we're gonna see if it works. If you've done it correctly, it should bring up the questions about Uthman ibn Affan. But I don't know if it's going to work or not. How do I pause it? The problem is that it's giving, the, it's giving me the timer now. It's not letting me pause it. And it, doesn't, it plays music as well, so that's kind of annoying me. Hmm. Yeah, you can't say it's very you can't stop the music, huh? Even though you turn the volume up or down, it doesn't work. It still plays music. Okay. Then I'm gonna skip it. Until it works, we'll figure it out later. It didn't just cancel the text label, Abdurrahman. We tried to make it work, but it didn't work until now. We'll try to see if we can get it to work by next class. 
Okay, instead of that, let's start. So, who were we talking about last lesson? Who can remind me who were we talking about last lesson? Yes, Muhammad. Last lesson, we spoke about Uthman ibn Affan. Okay, girls, who were we talking about last lesson? Umar ibn al-Khattab radiyallahu an. We were talking about Umar. And when we finished talking about Umar, we said, now we're going to talk about Uthman ibn Affan radiyallahu anhu. Okay, Uthman, his name was Uthman, okay? And his father's name was Affan. And his grandfather's name was Abul As. Then Umayyah. Yeah, that was the next one. Then Abdi Shams and Abdi Manaf and Qusay. Okay. The question I wanted to know was, I wanted to know this. Which of those names does Uthman match with the Prophet If you go with Uthman's family tree and you go back with the Prophet's family tree, where do they meet? Was Affan... Who was it? So the Prophet him his name is Muhammad. What's his father's name? What's the Prophet's father's name? What's the father of the Prophet him? What's his name? The girl said? Abdullah, excellent. Abdullah. And what's his father's name? Abdullah's father's name? No, that's his, that's his, that was the Prophet's uncle. It's Abdul Muttalib. Abdul Muttalib, what's his father's name? Ooh, there we got difficult. Now everyone went quiet. Anyone know? Girls know? Before we ask the adults? Before we ask the adults, do any of the girls know? Abdul Muttalib, what was his father's name? Hashim. Hashim, very good, excellent, Hashim. Okay, after Hashim we get Abdul Manaf. Okay, now where did they two, where does those two meet then? Which one of them, Uthman and the Prophet is the same? Girls got it right, Abdul Manaf. Abdul Manaf. So, the Prophet his father was called Abdullah and Uthman's father was called Affan. The, Abdu, the uh, Abdullah's father, he was called Abdul Muttalib. And Affan's father, he was called Abul As. And you keep going backwards and backwards until you get to Abdul Manaf. So, the, so Uthman was from Quraysh as well, like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, right? He was from Quraysh, like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But he wasn't from the same, he wasn't from Banu Hashim, the same very, very close to the Prophet like that. There was a few people between them. That's why Allah gave you hands. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about Uthman's mom and dad. Which one of them do you think was Muslim? If I tell you one of them was Muslim, put your hand up if you think Uthman's dad was a Muslim. 
One or two of the boys, how many girls think so? How many of the girls think so? How many of the girls think so? Think that Uthman's dad was a Muslim? Nobody thinks so. How many think that his mom was a Muslim then? Okay, most of the boys and I guess most of the girls. That's right. His father, Affan, didn't die as a Muslim, but his mom and her name was Arwa. She died as a Muslim and she lived all the way until Uthman became in charge of the Muslims. And when Uthman became in charge of the Muslims, she actually, during the time that he was in charge, she died. Okay, now I've got another question for you. Uthman's age and the Prophet Sallallahu age. Hmm, how much gap between them? First of all, put your hand up if you think that Uthman was older than the Prophet ﷺ. Put your hand up if you think that Uthman was older. I couldn't hear that from the girls. Nobody. Okay, put your hand up if you think he was younger. Okay, without the... Screaming. Okay, good. Everyone thinks that he was younger than the Prophet. He was younger than the Prophet. So I said, how much younger? I'm going to give you three choices, okay? When you get to the, the choice you think is right, put your hand up. Do you think he was two years younger? Put your hand up. No one? Four years younger, put your hand up. Four years younger, put your hand up. How much younger do you think he was? Do you think he was six years younger? Most of the boys think six, some of the girls think two. Okay, he was six years younger than the Prophet Uthman was neither tall nor was he short, but he was famous for something in his appearance. He had a big bushy beard. That's what he was famous for. And he had a lot of hair, actually. They said he had hair, his arms were hairy, and he had a lot of hair on his head, and he had a big bushy beard. That was what he was. That was what he was famous for in the way that he looked. But what else was Uthman famous for? Who can tell me something that you know you heard about Uthman that he was famous for? Not how he looked. We said that he wasn't very tall, he wasn't very short. He was in the middle. And he had a big beard. What was he famous for apart from that, how he looked? Something else. He was famous for being the third leader of the Muslims. Excellent. What else was he famous for? Muhammad, what do you think? Very good. Being very wealthy. The third in the list of the people promised Jannah. Abu Bakr is in Jannah and Umar is in Jannah and Uthman is in Jannah. Okay. He was famous for being wealthy, but usually people can be really rich, right? But usually when people are rich, what do you find out about them, those people when they're rich? Usually, most people when they're rich. Yes, Anas, what do you think? Yeah, you, you, sometimes you, when people are rich, they don't, give their they don't give their money. They waste their money and they don't help people. Was Uthman like that? No, no. no. Uthman was very, very, very generous. Okay, what did Uthman do with his money? What did he used to do? Apart from charity. Apart from charity. What did he do with all that money? 
Do you know where that money came from? He took it from his father. He inherited it from his father. His father was very, very rich. And when his father died, Uthman became very rich. What did he do with that money? What was his thing? What, was he, what did he use his, with his money? Yes, no, what do you think? Okay, he gave it in charity. I agree with you, you're right. But I was asking before Islam, generally, what was he known for? What do the girls think? Girls don't know. Okay, Muhammad knows. Go on. Okay, that's all after Islam. I'm talking about before Islam. What do you think? Um, no, actually, Uthman was actually one of the better people before Islam. He was actually very good before Islam. He didn't used to drink alcohol and he didn't used to spend his money on bad things. And he was a person who, even before Islam, he was known for being a good person. You guys are all thinking about charity, but I was thinking before that, that he was famous for business. He used, to, he used to have a lot of business, a lot of buying and selling and trade. He was a businessman. That's what he used to do, a lot of buying and selling. And then after Islam, he came, became famous for his charity. One of the things he was famous for in his business is he never lied. Even before Islam, he wouldn't, you know when people sell things, buy and sell things, and they lie to other people. Wallah, wallah, I bought it for this much, I, wallah, I can't sell it. He never used to lie. He said, I didn't lie in selling something before Islam or after Islam. And for that reason, his people used to love him a lot because they knew he was a trustworthy person. What about his charity? Now, you guys all said charity. Noah, you said charity. And Anna said charity. Muhammad, you also said about building the masjid, charity. I'm going to tell you some of the charity that Uthman gave. One time when the Muslims first moved to Medina, they didn't have any clean water. Can you imagine what it's like not to have clean water? You guys don't know, huh? You switch your tap on and the water comes out clean. Or you take a bottle of water, you drink it. They had no clean water. The water was very dirty. There was a well. There was a well which was called the well of Ruma. And this well was clean. Clean water. But you know what the problem was? Somebody was selling it. Like in other words, it was a business. And you cannot drink the clean water unless you pay money. Did the Muslims have a lot of money to be able to buy water whenever they want? Like you guys just go to Tesco and buy a bottle of water whenever you like cold water. They could not. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Man jannah. Whoever takes this well and gives it for the Muslims, that person is going to go to Jannah. They said that Uthman bought the well for 35,000 35, silver coins. Dirham, the silver coins. Or 20,000. What would be in our time, you cannot imagine how much, maybe even if we just said silver for silver, over 100,000 pounds. 
even if we said, if we don't take into account how money used to be in those days, over 100,000 pounds. And he took it and he bought the well and he made the water free for everybody, for everybody to drink. He also, like Muhammad said correctly, expanded the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ during his life. The Prophet ﷺ, the people, they couldn't fit inside the masjid. So he asked, who is going to buy this land next to the masjid so we can make the masjid bigger? And Uthman, he bought the land for 20 or 25,000 silver coins. There's something amazing though. How rich do you think Uthman was when he died? How rich do you think he was when he died? Okay, the girls gave me an answer. What do you think? Like millions and millions, right? Because the whole life he was, he was, okay, so one million. Like all his life he was doing business. He was, you know, he used to spend 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 easily. When he died, what do you think, Yusuf? Yusuf thinks he wasn't wealthy. The girls think he wasn't wealthy. They said when he died, he only left behind two camels. In one of the battles, he gave 940, in the, for the Battle of Tabuk, he gave 940 camels and 60 horses and a thousand coins to prepare the army for the battle. And when he died, he died with two camels. He didn't die except with very, very little, very little money because he gave it all in, in charity. What about what he was famous for in his personality? What was Umar? You said Umar was strong and he was, you know, people were scared of him. When Umar used to walk down the street, the shaitan used to go the other way, right? If shaitan saw Umar on the street, what did shaitan used to do? Run away the other side, run away. What was Uthman famous for in his personality? What kind of a person was he? Was he famous for being really strong? Was he famous for being really brave? The girls gave me an answer. I want to hear from the boys. Mm, what do you think, Noah? Um, for being kind. Kind, good, that's true. He was being kind, that's very true. What else? The, the girls gave me an answer. The girl said being shy. And that's true. Uthman, even before Islam, was known for being very, very shy. But I want to ask you a really difficult question. It's the hardest question I might ask you today. And I'm kind of disappointed, Qadr Allah wa Mashafa'ad, that my quiz didn't work because I had made nice questions on the quiz, but it was just playing music and I don't like music, so I switched it off. Okay. Uthman was famous for being shy. What does it mean to be shy? Islamically, not I mean shy like shy Ben's getting out. What does it mean to be shy? You're a bit too scared. Okay, good. I like that's a good question. That's a good answer. Girl said modest. Okay, good. Explain it to me. When someone like we talk about Islam, hayat, being shy, being modest, what does it even mean in Islam? What do you think? Like nervous to talk to other people. Nervous to talk to other people, okay, good. What do you think, Yusuf? Being shy of Allah, that's a very good answer. What do you think? I think it means being shy 
being shy to talk to people about Islam or hiding the fact you're praying, okay. What do you think, Muhammad? In private, like by yourself, okay. The answer is that shyness in Islam is something which stops you doing wrong things in front of Allah and stops you doing wrong things in front of other people. That's what it means to be shy in Islam, in Islam. That you don't do wrong things in front of Allah and you don't do wrong things in front of the people. There's a story I want to tell you about. One day the Prophet ﷺ was relaxing. He was sitting down, lying down. And Abu Bakr came in. And the Prophet stayed like he was. Just, you know, comfortable. Was reclining, lying back. And part of his leg was showing. And he stayed. Abu Bakr came and sat down and left. Then Umar came in and still the Prophet stayed like that. He was leaning back, he was relaxing, and some of his, part of his leg was showing. And when Uthman came in, the Prophet covered his leg and he sat up. Aisha, she asked a question. Aisha is the wife of the Prophet and the daughter of who? Whose daughter is Aisha? Abu Bakr's daughter, mashallah. Aisha radiallahu anha, she asked a question. She said, Abu Bakr came in and you didn't sit up and cover your leg. And Umar came in and you didn't sit up and cover your leg. And Uthman came in and you sat up and you covered your leg. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Ala astahi min rajulin tastahi minhu al-malaika. Shouldn't I be shy of someone the angels are shy of? The angels are shy of. Because he was so scared of Allah and he was such a shy person to do anything to upset Allah, to make Allah angry or to upset people that even the Prophet was shy of Uthman. He was shy and he behaved differently around Uthman because he knew how shy Uthman was. Uthman was famous for, the, for learning the Quran and memorizing the Quran. He was a hafid of the Qur'an, he memorized the whole Qur'an. And he used to write the Qur'an down, he could read and write. He was one of the companions who could read and write, and he used to write the Qur'an down. Okay. He used to write the Qur'an down. There's something Uthman was very famous for, Ruth, about the Qur'an. Does anyone have any idea? From the girls, the boys have answered too many questions. What was it about the Qur'an? Apart from writing the Qur'an, what was Uthman famous for with the Qur'an? During the time that he was in charge of the Muslims. No, he memorized it before that. I give you a clue. If you look around the masjid, you're going to see a lot. No, that was, that was Abu Bakr. I'm not telling you what the girl said because I don't want to give the answer to the boys. <laughs> yes, Anas, what do you think? He compiled it. Okay, when we say compiled it, Abu Bakr was the one who got together all of the, the different, uh, like from different parts and, and brought it together like that into a, like a book. But Uthman did something else with it. Yeah, he helped people, but what did he do with the, about the, the Mus'haf, the copy of the Qur'an? What did he do with regard to the copy of the Qur'an? Uh, 
Mm, the girls are getting there kind of close. What do you think, Issa? Very, you, you're all getting close when you talk about recitations. So, let me tell you, let me tell you. If I didn't answer, ask your question, then you have to sit, okay? Until I ask you, okay? Alright. So, what happened was, in Uthman's time, were there any printing companies? No? Were there any computers? iPads? Phones? No? So, how did people used to keep the copy of the Quran? They used to write it by their hands, right? They used to write it. And in the time of Uthman, everybody had their own copy of the Qur'an. What do you think was Uthman worried about then, if everybody has their own handwritten copy of the Qur'an? What was he a little bit worried, maybe a little bit worried about? Yeah, the girls are right, that there might be some differences, because everybody is just writing what they have, you know, what they know, and they're writing it down. So maybe there'll be some differences, and maybe people won't be able to check What's really from the Qur'an and what's not from the Qur'an? So Uthman, he decided to make an official copy. So he got all the Sahaba together that knew the Qur'an. And he told them, I want you all to agree on one copy of the Qur'an. And then Uthman sent copies of it out to all the cities where the Muslims were so that if you wanted to take a copy of the Qur'an, how would you do you go to the official copy that Uthman made and you'll make your copy from there. How do you know it's reliable? Because all of the companions, they all agreed that this is the Quran that was given to the Prophet and all of the different styles of the Quran, they were found inside of it. Okay, go backwards a little bit. How did Uthman become Muslim? We've already answered this. Hmm, who can remember? We've already answered how Uthman became Muslim. Did we answer it in the story of the Prophet ﷺ, or did we answer the story of Abu Bakr or did we answer it in the story of Umar? We definitely answered it already. Go on, Muhammad, you're the only one with your hand up. Abu Bakr invited him to Islam. Abu Bakr invited him to Islam and he accepted Islam because of that. Uthman was famous. He had a nickname that he was given by the Prophet ﷺ. The Prophet ﷺ called him Dhun the person who has two lights. Okay, what were the two lights that Uthman had? Girls, you have to answer. I'm only going to take from the girls for now. Uthman had two lights. What were the two lights that Uthman had? Girls don't know? The two, which two girls he married? Ah, the two, do okay, Ruqayya and Umm Kulthum, very good. So they were, the, the Uthman was famous because he married two of the Prophet's daughters. First of all, he married Ruqayya, Ruqayya. He married her before the Hijrah and he went with her to Al-Habasha, to Abyssinia. When the Muslims escaped to Abyssinia, he went with her. She had a son called Abdullah. 
Yani Uthman had a son with her called Abdullah. And from that time, Uthman changed his nickname from Abu Amr to Abu Abdullah. He was Abu Abdullah. And Abdullah passed away. Uh, Abdullah passed away when he was little, about six years old. And when he died, it really affected his mom and she became sick. Ruqayya, she became unwell. And some of the scholars, they say she became sick because her son, when her son died, she found it very hard. He became very sick. He had a, like a, some kind of like an infection from his nose and he became very sick and he died. And his mom became sick. That is the wife of Uthman, Ruqayya, the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So hold on. Abu Bakr's daughter, Aisha, married the Prophet Sallallahu Umar's daughter, Hafsa, married the Prophet Sallallahu The Prophet's daughter, Ruqayya, radiallahu anhum, ajma'in, she married Uthman. When she died, and we talk about when she died in a moment, Uthman was very sad. He was really sad. And so the Prophet ﷺ married him to another daughter of his. And that was Umm Kulthum. So Ruqayya died and then Uthman married Umm Kulthum. And when he married Umm Kulthum and she died, the Prophet ﷺ, he said to him, he said to him, if I, he said, if I had lawkana indi thalitha, if I had three daughters, I would have married the third one to Uthman. To if I had another daughter to marry, I would have married her to Uthman as well. So Uthman married Ruqayya, the daughter of the Prophet Muhammad And he married Umm Kulthum. After Ruqayya died, he married Umm Kulthum, the daughter of the Prophet there's a story about Ruqayya when she died. And I have a question related to that story. How can it be that Uthman took part in a battle, but he was never there? He took part in it. 100% he took part in it. But he never was there. He never went. How could he take part in a battle and he was never there? Uh, what do you think? Okay, very good. Excellent answer. It's not right, but it's a brilliant answer. He said maybe he paid for the army, the horses, so that's how he took part in the battle. No, it's not that one. What do you think? So he, he stayed behind? So how could he have took part in it then? How could he have took part in the battle when he was never there? What do you think? He prayed for them. Great answer, but it's not the right answer, but it's a very good answer. Those two answers were amazing. Very clever answers, but it's not the right answer. He didn't pray for them. I mean, he prayed for them, but that wasn't the reason. What do you think, Anas? Yes. Like Give him water. No, he wasn't. Girls, you haven't got any idea? How can someone take part in a battle when he wasn't there? It's a riddle, right? It's like a riddle. It's like a question we don't know the answer. 
Muhammad, I think, knows the answer. That's why I'm waiting for you at the end. I'm, it's not because I'm not seeing you. I can see you put your hand up. But I wanted to give other people a chance to answer. And then I come to you at the end. Okay? Girls, what do you think? He taught the people not. The answer is, Muhammad, what do you think? Very good. Ruqayya was sick. And Uthman went out to go to take part in the battle. And the Prophet ﷺ said to Uthman, I want you to stay behind. I don't want you to come. I want you to stay behind and take care of Ruqayya. Right? And he said, I'm going to give you a share. And he gave him a share in the battle. And everybody agreed that Uthman was Badri. He was part of the battle of Badr, but he wasn't there. He was part because the Prophet ﷺ told him to stay behind and I'm going to make you one of the people who gets a share from the battle. So he got his share and he took part but he had to stay behind because the Prophet ﷺ told him to stay behind. Okay, Abu Bakr, Abu Bakr, we said in his story, he went to make hijrah and he went from Mecca to Medina. How many times do you think Uthman left his house to make hijrah and, and go to... Do you know what hijrah is? And he left his house for the sake of Allah to go and live in another country, in another place, because he couldn't live in Mecca because it was so bad for the Muslims. How many times he lived? Sorry, girls? Two times the girls think it's not the right answer. Let's see, who have I not asked for a while? Let me see. Four. Less than four. Three, three, three times, twice to Abyssinia, he went, Habasha, once, and then he came back, and then he went again with Ruqayya, radiallahu anha, and then he went to Medina, and when he went in Medina, he stayed in Medina with the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Now we're going to come, because we don't have too much time, ten more minutes, and then we're going to have to break for the food. We're going to come to when Uthman became in charge of the Muslims. Umar, how did he die? Who wants to remind me, how did Umar die when we spoke about last week? Did he nicely, peacefully go to sleep and then he didn't wake up? Didn't someone, like, I think they stabbed him? Someone stabbed him, right? A very evil person called Abu Lu'la al-Majusi stabbed him and he died. When Umar died, he had to decide now, who am I going to leave in charge? Okay, so who did Umar decide to leave in charge? This is a tough question. Girls, what are you saying? I'm listening to the girls. What are you saying? The girl said Uthman. No, wrong answer. Ooh. Abdurrahman ibn Awf, no, wrong answer. The girl said Ali, wrong answer. Mm, girl said he didn't appoint anyone, wrong answer. What do you think? Um, Abu, Bakr. Abu Bakr had died already. So Abu Bakr died, then Umar died. Now, Umar, who is he going to leave in charge? Umar left six people to choose by themselves. 
So these six people, he said for them to go into a house and stay in the house until they decide for three days, until they decide between themselves who's going to be in charge. So who were those six people going to be? I've got a question. There were 10 people promised paradise, right? In one hadith, the Prophet promised 10 people paradise. We mentioned them already. Okay? Can we do a quick reminder? The first one is easy. You can shout out. Abu Bakr, As-Siddiq. Then Umar, Al-Farooq. Then Uthman. Then Ali. Now there are six more. Right? There is Talha, Al-Zubair, Sa'id, uh, Ibn Zayd, Sa'id ibn Abi Waqqas, and Abu Ubaidah. Okay. So now we have got, we've got 10, we've got 10, right? Okay, out of those 10, Abu Bakr died, agreed? How many is left? Nine. Umar died or is dying at this point, how many is left? Eight. Any out of the 10? So how did Umar Choose six people. Hmm. No, from the six people, this is how it worked. This is how it worked. It's a difficult question. He said, with those six people, he chose as Zubair and Talha and Uthman and Sa'ad, he chose Az-Zubair and Talha, and Uthman and Sa'ad and Ali and Abdurrahman. And he said for his son Abdullah ibn Umar to go with them, but not to be in charge. He's not, Abdullah ibn Umar is not going to be in charge. And he said just to go and help them. And he told Suhaib al-Rumi to lead the salah, lead the prayer. Three days, you people have to decide who is going to be in charge. Abdurrahman ibn Auf was known for being very clever. So he came up with a suggestion. He said, I'm going to give a suggestion. Six people is too many. Right? You're going to all argue which six. Why don't we do this? Who wants to give up their place? Who wants to give up their place? So as Zubair said, I want to give it up, I want it to be for Ali. And Talha said, I want to give it up, I want it to be for Uthman. And Sa'ad said, I want to give it up, I want it to be for Abdurrahman. So now we have how many people left? Three people left, right? Who are those three people? Uthman and Ali and Abdurrahman ibn Auf. Abdurrahman, he said, okay, I'm going to step aside. Are you too happy for me to choose? He said, do any of you two want to step aside? They said, no, we're happy. We, we, we put ourselves forward. He said, are you happy for me to choose? They said, okay, you can choose. So he went around the people of Medina and he went to ask and he found the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ and he asked about it until he came back and he chose Uthman and the first person to give Uthman the promise 
that he was going to follow him and he was going to be, Uthman was going to be in charge was Ali radiallahu anhu was the first person to make the promise to Uthman that Uthman was going to be in charge. Uthman was in charge for 12 years minus 12 days approximately, they say. And nearly 12 years. The Prophet ﷺ said something to Uthman, we just got five minutes left. The Prophet ﷺ said something to Uthman, it was a bit cryptic. Only Uthman understood it and some Sahaba understood it. He said to him, Ya Uthman, Inna Allaha yuqammisuka qamisan fa'in aradaka al-munafiquna ala khal'ihi fala takhla'ah. Or كما قال. He said, O Uthman, Allah is going to give you a shirt to wear. So if they ask you to take off your shirt, don't take it off. Can anyone solve what this means, this puzzle? Allah is going to give you a shirt to wear. So if they ask you to take off your shirt, don't take it off. The girls think the shirt is a metaphor. What's it a metaphor for? Or what's it a responsibility? Okay, what do you think, Yusuf? A cover from the shaitan. Okay, that's a good answer. Like a protection from the shaitan. Leadership. Excellent. That's what it is. Allah is going to make you in charge. So if some people come and try to take you out from being in charge, don't, don't give up. Don't give up. And this is what happened. There was a man whose name was Abdullah ibn Saba. And he was a very evil man who pretended to be a Muslim, but he wasn't really a Muslim. And he went around the faraway towns. He went to Egypt. And he also had an effect on people in Kufa, in Iraq, and Basra in Iraq, and some of them in Syria. And he told them, Uthman is a bad person. Why do you think he wanted to tell them that Uthman was a bad person? Uh, to try and take leadership away from him. Yeah, they wanted to. So he just said, Uthman, oh, you know, Uthman is not good. Uthman is not good. Until finally, he convinced the people to rebel against Uthman and to go and to fight against Uthman. So a group came from Basra and a group came from Kufa. And a group came from Masr, from Egypt. And they all came to Medina to fight with Uthman. But Uthman, he was very clever. He went out and he took with him Ali, radiallahu an. And they spoke to those people and they said, you people have got it all wrong. Uthman is not bad. So the people realized they made a big mistake. And they made a, a peace agreement with themselves and the people went back. But now there's a problem for Abdullah ibn Sabah the Munafiq. What's his problem now? What happened to him? What's the problem? Ah, the girl said his plan failed, huh? Because all those people came to Medina to fight Uthman. But then Uthman and Ali, they spoke to him and they, they all got convinced that we made a mistake. They went back. So they needed now a very bad plan. So what they did is they faked a letter from Uthman. They made a fake letter and they sent that letter with a rider who kept on coming in the way. 
So when the people were going back to their city, they caught this rider and they asked him, why, why, why are you here? He said, I've got a secret letter from Uthman. They said, show us the letter. So they ripped the letter and they opened the letter and the letter wasn't from Uthman at all. The letter was from these munafiqun, these hypocrites, the people who were not really Muslim. They faked the letter. They made a fake letter. And it said that Uthman was very bad and that Uthman was trying to gonna make a trap for them when they came back to their city. So they all went back to Medina and they surrounded the house of Uthman. They surrounded his house. In the beginning, they used to let him go and pray. They used to let him go and pray. After a while, they stopped him from praying. And Uthman, the companions, they came and they said, can we, can we defend you? Can we fight against these people? He said, no, I don't want to be the person who makes the Muslims fight against each other. I don't want to be the person who makes the Muslims fight against each other. Things got worse and worse and worse. Until finally, until finally, what happened is, those people, they broke into the house of Uthman. But before that, I want to tell you, I forgot one thing before that. The night before they broke into Uthman's house, Uthman saw a dream. And in his dream, he saw the Prophet And the Prophet said to him, he said to him, that tonight you're going to have iftar with us. Do you understand the dream? And he said to Uthman, Tonight you're going to have iftar with us. Tonight you're going to have iftar with us. So Uthman started fasting in the daytime. Because he wants, he's going to have iftar. Who's he going to have iftar with? With the Prophet ﷺ. Okay, but the Prophet ﷺ is where now? Yeah, he passed away. So what does that dream mean? That dream means that this was Uthman's last day. Because the Prophet said to him, so I said him in the dream, tonight you're going to have iftar with us. Tonight you're going to have iftar with us. So that's what happened. The people, they broke into Uthman's house. And what do you think Uthman did? Do you think he fought against them? He had tried to convince them they were not listening anymore. He didn't let the Muslims fight. He didn't let the Muslims fight. And he... He knew what was going to happen. So he was reading the Qur'an. And when the people came in to kill him and fight against him, he said, I'm just sitting with the Qur'an. Between me and you is the Qur'an. Are you going to fight somebody who's reading the Qur'an? So the first man left. The second man came in and some of them said it was Abdullah ibn Saba himself. Some of them said it. And when he saw Uthman and Uthman said, I'm reading the Qur'an. And he fought against Uthman. And when he cut Uthman... 
when he cut Uthman, when he cut his hand, Uthman was reading the Quran and he was reading, Allah is going to take care of it for you. Allah is going to keep you safe. And Uthman, he died at that time. He died because those people broke into his house and they attacked him because of the false lies and the false rumors that were getting spread by those bad people. And Uthman, he died and Uthman went to Jannah. How do we know he went to Jannah? Because the Prophet ﷺ said, more than once, he said, Uthman is in Jannah. He said, Uthman is going to go to Jannah because of a, a, a big thing that's going to happen to him. A musibah that's going to happen to him. And that's what happened. Uthman died and Uthman became from the people. Uthman became from the people of Jannah. Okay. I think we had other, a lot of other things to talk about, but I tried to keep it short because I promised by half past six we will start the food. So, does any of the kids have any quick questions that I didn't answer or did everyone understand the story of Uthman? Now, what do you think is going to happen for the Muslims? Do you think it's going to be a difficult time for the Muslims after that? Yeah, because their leader got killed, right? And now that's the second person who got killed. Umar got killed and Uthman got killed. But why was it worse with Uthman than Umar? Yeah, because the people got convinced by a lie. For Umar, it was just one non-Muslim who didn't like him. But for Uthman, it was 3,000 of the people who were Muslim. They were claiming to be Muslim. And they were saying we are Muslims. And so it caused the Muslims to have to fight against each other. But Uthman, he didn't want the Muslims to fight. That's why he didn't let anybody defend him. Ali came and said, let me defend you. And Hassan came and said, let me defend you. Abu Huraira came and said, let me defend you. But he didn't accept it from anybody. He said, I don't want to be the one who causes the Muslims to fight. And then after that, we're going to hear what happened next week. In our last, this is our last one next week. On the story of who, whose story is going to be next week then? Go on, Muhammad. Ali ibn Abi Talib. And then we're going to go to a different topic because we've done too many stories now. We have to go now and do something different. Did anyone else have any questions? Girls, any questions? Do you have a question? Just let's see if the girls have got any questions. No, the Prophet wasallam, Allah kept him safe to deliver his message, that's why. Does that make sense? What were the questions the girls had? Okay, if there's no questions then inshaAllah the class is going to finish now and what we're going to do is now is time for the aqiqah. So we want you guys to stay and to have food inshaAllah. Jazakumullah khairan wa barakallahu feekum. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.